It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to the seventh podcast. Yes, number seven in our 2018 e-commerce growth series. Man, is this month flying by fast. It's a pleasure to have you all out there listening, and I hope you're enjoying this series. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker, and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce marketing. This series is a set of hand-picked interviews to give you ideas and inspiration on how to grow your e-commerce business in 2018. We've been and will be covering several key topics I believe you should be considering and getting into some fascinating e-commerce businesses. Do let me know what you think. Now, if this e-commerce growth series whets your appetite for really going for growth in 2018, then make sure you're also signed up to our e-commerce master plan virtual summit. It's free and packed with videos from experts covering lots of different ways to improve your business. Last week's podcast guest, Adam Watson of Hollywood Mirrors, is also a fan. He says, top quality content and tips I had not heard of before. Thank you very much. I have lots to implement. Well, if you want to be like that with lots to implement, then um, go and get immediate access right now for free at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Jamie Davidson is the co-founder of AMZ Insiders, where he and his team focus on helping new sellers launch their own successful Amazon businesses. He also manages over $60 million in sales on Amazon and $10 million on other marketplace platforms, making Jamie a top 50 global seller on Amazon. He is a man who really knows what he's talking about in this area, which is why I wanted to get him on here to talk to all of you about it. Now, working out your marketplace play for 2018 should be a part of all of your planning this month, which is why I've invited Jamie on the show to help you work out the role Amazon might have in your business and provide some tips on making the most margin from it. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on the show. No, it's great to have you here. We don't often talk Amazon, so I'm excited to dive properly into a lot of marketplaces today. Now, I've given our listeners a really quick overview of you and your business and what you're up to, but how did you end up getting started in in this wonderful world of e-commerce? <laughs> sure, yeah. So, yeah, I'm in the Atlanta, or Georgia area now, and I came down to the area originally from New York in uh, around 2011. And by, uh, just by coincidence, my next door neighbor, who's, uh, one of my two co-founders now was, uh, was starting off. He was a software consultant and I was like an ed- education executive. And our third co-founder was a senior manager at Coca-Cola. So we were kind of in the cor- corporate world oh. and he, uh, my neighbor, Jason, he was initially doing like retail arbitrage, basically buying things like on black Friday and reselling things. This is probably in 2010 or so. Mm-hmm. And then in 2011, started getting involved into e-commerce and on specifically on Amazon. And we found a, a I'll call it a niche then, but it was uh, in 2011, it was a little bit less competitive than it, than it was <laughs> now. But uh, we started selling really on Amazon then in 2012. Uh, and it was 2000, later 2012, really got involved with uh, fulfillment by Amazon where Amazon was actually keeping our goods at Amazon and they were fulfilling the orders. And that's when things really started to, uh, to take off. 
And, uh, you know, it's grown, we've grown to pretty large scale, a global scale and offices. We have a team in Atlanta of about, uh, 30 people where I am right Gosh. now with about a 25,000 square foot warehouse. And then we've got a, a team in China where I recently came back from where Jason, my then neighbor co-founder, he actually, he's a native from, from China. He's over in Shenzhen and we've got, we've actually this year we've hired a lot more people, but we're up to about a hundred employees uh, over in Shenzhen, China as well. So you're doing your own manufacturer over there then? We do. We actually, we have one, um, the office with the majority of the people is actually mm-hmm. not a manufacturing office, but we, uh, about a year ago, we did a, we took the majority stake in one manufacturing uh, plant there too, where, where it just uh, was kind of vertically, vertically integrated into our, our primary product. Uh, but we, we also rely on uh, you know, suppliers that we've had relationships with from uh, several years back from the beginning as well. Wow, so it's kind of a hobby that just grew and grew in some ways yeah. then for you. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, it was interesting when I first saw, like myself, when I first saw Amazon, you know, it was, with Jason involved with it, I didn't, I, it was almost like someone, you know, kind of selling an eBay in a small way. Like at the time, it didn't really quite register in terms of how, and I think even to this day, you come across, you know, in terms of how you can plug into it, how as a third party seller, you can, you can do that, all the different ways you can do that, whether it's Amazon or other e-commerce as well too, but yeah, but from the beginning, it was it was just kind of something curious. You didn't really fully see the full potential until we started getting into it, and then then pretty quickly it became apparent, you know, what it could become. And um, your team in the USA are they pure? They they the guys who are focused on the customer service, the marketing, and yeah. the product decisions? Yeah, good. That's pretty pretty accurate. We've got so right outside my office here, we've got a customer service team, because even though the large majority of our business is fulfilled by Amazon, where Amazon more or less handles the customer service, we do have about a little over 10 million in sales off of Amazon, like through Walmart, through Staples, through other platforms. And so, uh, and then also our website. So we have a team that handles all of those things that are not handled by, by Amazon's customer service. And then we have a small marketing team here. We have a marketing team here and in China. So sometimes we mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth in terms of like things like social media and things that we think are more US dependent that uh, we have our team here focused on. And then some of our kind of our, our sponsored ads and so forth where in analytics we have hand, handled more on the China side. And then we have, we have the warehouse attached here as well too. So we have, you know, a team that's, we have a sizable a warehouse team that just does that um, full time as well. So essentially, everything you do is in house, apart from the fulfillment that you've outsourced to Amazon. Would that be the right? Yeah, way to say? that's. I'm trying to think through pretty accurate. Yeah, because the the. I mean, obviously, we have we have logistic partners. We have a lot of relationships with. You know, even though we have one manufacturing plant, we still still the majority of our goods are produced by other manufacturers, and then we have. Uh, we have a good close relationships kind of back from when we were first started with a, with our shipping uh, logistics partner that really helps us get our goods here quickly and cheaply uh, and kind of on time. So, Got you. And you said you've got a marketing team doing things like social media, et cetera, which I think for some people have been like, what, you have to do social media to sell on <laughs> marketplaces? Is that the case or are they actually advertising AMZ Insiders or are they advertising the products and driving it to your own website? Yeah, great question. So, so yeah, the, I'm not really AMZ Insiders. We keep it separate. So that is certainly okay, there's cool. 
social media and so forth. But, but yeah, that's not so much what they're focused on. Uh, but you know, it's interesting because, you know, when I was, I was in China, like I said, just very recently. And so we were talking through this. And so, you know, for us, we're always looking, you know, kind of what was successful and what the money we've made today is no guarantee we'll make, you know, a dollar tomorrow is kind of how we view it. So social media for us is one that we're, we're doing more with than we did in the past. You know, some of the techniques that, that we could rely on a few years back, we realized some of those have become dated. So we have to, to look at new ones. So it is even on the marketplaces, it's not always like directly advertising our product and marketing, but it could be things for like giveaways of our product. You know, so we're in the cell phone accessory space uh, mm-hmm. aggressively. So you know, like the new iPhone, you know, the new iPhone 10 out and stuff like that. There's, there's different ways that we're, even if it's not directly selling, it still ties into our sales process to use social media and, and certainly for branding and, and those kind of things. But, and, and we're always still learning ourselves and trying to you know test out new techniques and what we think works best. I suppose to get to be one of the top 50 global sellers, you've got to be doing, you've got, you've got to be looking for the next opportunity and making sure you stay up there, which means trying and testing some things that the average Amazon seller might not consider. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, I mean, we're always on edge and we're always looking at things and it's, you know, it's interesting. Some things that we techniques we talk about, cause you're, you know, it's this balance of looking at kind of what's new and what should we try, but also, you know, sometimes, and also making sure that we don't get too far away of what we found, you know, works. And, and those are discussions, you know, real discussions we have constantly that, you know, for us, it's, it's this balance of we've got to apply new techniques, but also, not get distracted and, and move away from what kind of has been our, you know, what's worked for us best. I suppose that that's the the key thing about marketplaces, isn't it? It is, you are, what you do today impacts today. So every day has to be profitable. So it's not like you're building for the future in in any yeah. way, the same way as you would be with a bricks and clicks or a, or an online only store. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. I mean, I think, we'll have this internal debate like with our, with our head of marketing, we'll have this discussion around, for example, branding and what's our brand voice and what's, you know, our, our approach and how much do we want to put towards branding, which is as opposed to like, what's our plan to get our product in as many, many people's hands today. And how do we get ranked at the top mm-hmm. of Amazon? And that's kind of our traditional focus It's more like less brand focus, but with enough, you know, over time with the amount of volume we've had, we have, you know, our brand's, do have we do have brand awareness but it's kind of this internal struggle and we end up you know and whether it's right or wrong we end up coming back to more like hey we want to focus on our ranking and you know our brand will be driven by when our products in people's hands and we don't we we're not as strong as as opposed to like focusing on kind of like i said our brand voice or the perception and that kind of stuff but but especially with amazon and the marketplace and we're very i'll say transactional oriented and, uh, you know, it's something we're looking at, but that's like the honest internal discussion and kind of back and forth we have amongst ourselves. Cool. Okay. So for those in our audience who are running their own e-commerce store or bricks and mortar store, maybe they've got a bit of mail order on the go too. And they they know that marketplaces probably have a place in their route to the customer, the mix of how they get their product into the hands of the end customer, where they get their turnover from and so forth. What do they need to consider before they decide whether a marketplace is something they should be doing or not? Sure. If that's yeah, not like know, the hugest question in the world, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I mean, I'll share how we think about it. And it's a little bit on the, from the opposite perspective of that, where, 
you know, we're so dominant, meaning the percentage of our business is still so dominant uh, in Amazon versus our other market versus mm-hmm. our website that you know, we end up coming. The reason why I think everyone should look at certainly Amazon, other platforms too, you know, there's lower competition, some cases on other platforms or other other international marketplaces as well. But, you know, we always come back to Amazon because the traffic is just so massive compared to everything else we have. So even though we have, you know, 100,000 emails in our database or more than that, you know, from over time, we just, our success on Amazon just always trumps the other thing for the amount of work and effort that we get because, because there's just so much, again, there's so much traffic there. That's where the customers are. Amazon marks themselves the largest platform online line. So that's why as much as we get, you know, naturally we want to kind of look at other areas. We always come back to that because that's kind of like, that's like the mother, the mothership for us. But, you know, to the, the question a little bit, you know, I think it certainly depends in terms of what your product is. I mean, is it something that's truly kind of a one-off or you don't have a lot of volume then, then maybe, uh, meaning you don't have a lot of inventory or you can't mm-hmm. produce a lot of inventory because they're unique in some ways. So something like Amazon may not be a great of a fit, but you know, a lot of the concepts I think apply. I mean, it, you know, one thing with, with Amazon is you know, a lot of people hey, think, you know, they see the traffic and they just want to get their product in front of that, which is great. You can do that probably for the short term, but, but, you know, fundamentally we think about it similar to, I think other e-commerce platforms that if you can find a way to, to truly make your, your product unique, it doesn't have to be in a huge way, but in some ways that, uh, that you can provide value that the market's looking for, then you know, it can be really sustainable and do well. And so on, on a platform, you know, with your product, you have an opportunity to do, even if it's something as simple as maybe slightly different colors that someone's offering, or you're, you're reading through the comments on the feedbacks on existing products that you're looking at and you see, um, like negative feedback on things and see what the customers are saying that maybe they want or they're not satisfied with. And you think there's an opportunity that you could fulfill that need. Then, then those are the type of things that I think that, uh, you know, really work well with Amazon because, you know, there's the volume there. And, you know, the other one I think is it's a little bit of a, you got to have a little bit of a long-term perspective with Amazon. And we tell people it's not a, obviously it's not a, a get rich quick. It's, it's, you know, well, there's more and more customers there and the opportunity is still huge. It's certainly more competitive than it was, you know, a few years back. And so you've got to be able to play the long game a little bit and be willing to stay with it. So if you're going to look at get involved, realize, you know, the first three months, six months, you know, certainly are, are more of like an investment period. Uh, you can get, certainly get a return on it, but typically, you know, to get the real results that you kind of the higher level results, you're going to want to kind of put that money back into, advertising or giveaways. And so, you know, those are some of the things to keep in mind that you got to have some level of patience uh, if you're going to look at the platform. And you mentioned that the person who's got a very unique product, but they haven't got huge volumes of it, they might maybe better stay, staying away from Amazon. Is there any any other ones who shouldn't be there? You know, is there like a brand consideration if they're all your own product? You know, if you've created all these products, you've got this strong brand. Is that a good reason yeah. not to go on? Or is that a good reason yeah, to? It's, it's, that's a great question too. I, I think there's two ways to look at it. I mean, uh, our belief is if uh, if there's demand, if you can see there's demand on Amazon for a product, typically, then I think you'll be good shape. So it's not your exact product, but you can see other people are doing it. If it's something that you don't see, like there's any demand on, or you, but, but you think, hey, this I've got this great product, I'm going to create the demand. 
you know, I think anything's possible. Of course, I think there's a lower chance you're going to do that because it is such a massive marketplace that, you know, on the one hand, it's a great place to test and see whether there is demand or just research. Mm -hmm. And if there's not, like you don't see anyone or very, very little demand, most likely you're going to have trouble creating that with your product. And there is more cost because if you're fulfilling by Amazon, Amazon's taking their fee. So you need to be able to generate some volume with that. So, you know, if you have a, your own personal brand, that's great. If you can generate that, you know, it's great. Especially nowadays, Amazon is getting better at providing better brand protection for you through their brand registry. And they, they actually, I mean, they really value people that have trademarks and, and kind of ownership of their brand. So they'll, they'll have features. They kind of unlock like additional advertising features for you and some additional special features for you. So those are all favorable things, but, but yeah, you want to see that there is the demand, like certain, certain goods on Amazon and this does change. So you want to keep an eye on this. Like Mm -hmm. there may be certain goods that are kind of really high end or specialty that people aren't really buying on Amazon because they're buying it in a specialty store, you know, it could be online. And so you're just not going to see the demand there. But, uh, but again, that evolves over time because, you know, it, it even amazes me what I, what I see people, you know, now selling on Amazon that I just wouldn't have seen in the past. Like we have someone in, as a side gig in our office, they help people sell like sod on Amazon, which I never would have thought of in a million years, but, but, you know, they connect with other local providers in the U S to provide you know a service that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily expect. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a, you know, you take a look at it and see what makes sense. So, you know, it used to be a few years ago that if a, someone with their own website was thinking of going on Amazon what or another marketplace, what they do is they take that feed, chuck it on the platform and the sales would just roll in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they put everything up there and see what happened. Yeah. Is it these days a case of putting everything up there or is it a case of researching and identifying the products that are going to work and kind of editing the, the inventory accordingly? Yeah, I, I don't think, right. And that, that definitely describes like the, the landscape has changed, even though, you know, e-commerce and total and Amazon included has, you know, such a long ways to go. It's definitely changed in terms of the competitiveness. I would say on Amazon, I'd find it surprising nowadays to be able to put something up there and just see it, see it go. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good measure now because I don't think you're going to get an accurate read because most of the time that's not going to get, you're not going to get enough traction these days. Uh, so do you have to pay more. for traction now? Do you have to use Amazon ads to get get those first couple of hundred you, people to buy your product? It's definitely part of it. Yeah. So you definitely need to be part of which, you know, it's not that expensive. You know, I think it's reasonable, but you need to do that in a combination with certain things. Like you need to put a concentrated focus to get your product ranked and get some traction initially and to get it up in front, in front of the, all the traffic. And once you do that, and along the way, I mean, you can get really, really good results. But if you just put it up there and don't and let it, and just let it sit there, especially for like the first couple of months, because the first thirty days you put it up there, it's like the, the day you launch, the clock is ticking because Amazon's trying to see they have their own algorithms. They're trying to project on how you know very similar to other other social media platforms like Facebook or YouTube. Like there's an algorithm that's tracking how many people are looking at this and how popular it is, and so if you can kind of, we call it kind of spiking the algorithm, then early on, then Amazon takes notice, it promotes your product, it gets better responses on the, uh, even the paid advertising. So all these things, and then you're kind of in the game, so to speak. And then your product, you can get a really good look and how well your product does and so forth. But if you just put it up there and let it sit, like the odds of that being successful are, are nowadays is really, really low. Got you. Okay. So 
that's a lot of things for everyone to think about about whether they want to go marketplace or not. But let's let's flip it over to the other side. If they're on the marketplaces and they've got themselves there, are there any kind of key things to do in the setup? Um, you know, should they be buying specific tools to help them or can they just use the back end of the marketplaces? Sure. I mean, typically when I'm talking to people about it or people that we help out with, we try to we try to talk through everything initially without getting tools as much mm-hmm. as possible. So I think everything's feasible to do without a tool. And maybe early on, it's it's good to get your your hands on and do it as much manually as possible. Like things like keyword research is a good example. Uh, there are there are tons of tools, just like any e-commerce platform. But in Amazon, there's so many; it's it's hard to weed through them. So ourselves included, we're you know we. So is it the the kind of the normal? general starting something new where you you go in with the basics and you wait and find out what you're struggling with and then you find the solution to help you rather than loading yourself up with every possible convenience at the start totally exactly i think if if you do that too much what you end up with even though you know some of them are a lot of money it does add up so even if it's, mm-hmm. you know 30 dollars a month or 50 bucks 100 dollars you know so 100 dollars a month it can add up and it can really weigh weigh down so yeah i would just be you know kind of cautious with those uh, there are there are so many, so there's not you know again we we try some different ones and have some ones that work for us, but yeah, I think most of the stuff you can do manually, but for example, like following up with emails to customers on Amazon to get reviews is a an important thing, so you know over time you're gonna want to automate that process, meaning like the email goes automatically out after you know one day after they purchase and then five days right same thing with a, an e commerce store but you you're gonna wanna you're going to want to automate those processes. Some of those are kind of, I almost call no brainers. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that, you know, you kind of have to see what your, what your needs are just as, as you described. Um, and, I'm but, yeah. glad, glad you mentioned emails there. Cause kind of the question which comes up again and again is, can you email your Amazon customers? And as my understanding and please feel free to tell me if I'm way off the mark here, is that you can't contact the, any of your the customers you get via Amazon, via anything other than the Amazon communication systems. You can't download right. the email addresses and load them up into MailChimp, for example. <laughs> yeah, that that is correct. So, you know, I mean, as Amazon, you would say it's like, you, technically it's like Amazon's customer. Mm-hmm. And so there are some some workarounds with it, but it's certainly not as simple as, to your point, you can't just download the emails. So you have to you have to communicate through their their system. They try to protect the customer, mm-hmm. and you know there are some ways. And I'll, I'll just give you one example. So, and, and, the, and so much of this applies to whether it's Amazon or other platforms. Yeah. But in this, in Amazon's cases, you have less control, right? Just to your point. But there's things like you know product inserts, you do you know, warranties or special offers, things you can do to drive them to basically like a simple lead page that you then capture their email address. So th- those are things that we do. Of course, we don't get, you know, hundred percent, but maybe you get, you know, you get a percentage of those customers uh, that you can then, you know, have their email and remarket to. So you basically provide incentives for people to, to reach out to you, uh, you know, through a URL to get to, uh, to then get their email and then you can follow up with them. And that's all about putting something in with the product when it actually ships. So the physical. Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. Ship. You can put it something on your packaging, like, you know, hey, maybe you have like a free ebook. Uh, you know, so you're gonna walk through people through or a video on how to do that. So you, you can encourage people or, you know, again, a special offer or discount. 
Okay, cool. And uh, so that's that's some some super useful advice, I guess. Is there because you know I only I I don't know what I don't know. Um, so, JB, is there one or two tips that are just absolute no brainers for you right now? If someone's wanting to to get those sales coming in on Amazon, that you'd like to share with the sure. listeners? Yeah, yeah, it ties back to what I said. You know, definitely focus on the when you launch. So don't just put a product up there, but think about like plan out your, your product launch, just like, you know, any other business, if you're having like your grand opening, you have to make a big deal, you know, the best you can each put your best foot forward with your product. Uh, a couple things would be, we talk about you, you turn on, you know, Amazon likes people that spend money on the platform. So we always turn on our the Amazon ads. So we start with an auto campaign. Uh, you want to make sure you do all your keyword research so that you can, understand you know for yourself what your competitors are ranking for and so you want to make sure your listing has it has those keywords in it both on Amazon has a back end where the, you can list in your keywords but also your, your description your your title of your product you definitely want like your top keywords in your title and then the other thing I would say is giveaways too so Amazon allows you to provide discounts of your product so you can do any percentage discount but let's say you're giving your product away at 95% off or 90% off. We essentially view that as marketing, but mm -hmm. it's important to get velocity to your, meaning sales velocity uh, early on. So the first 30 days we are giving our product away. And of course there's people that would love to get a product at 90 plus percent off. And so we do that to generate some sales volume in combination with the, the Amazon advertising. So those are a couple things, you know, just from the, the day one to focus. And if you can do that for the first, you know, 20 days to 30 days, you're going to, you know, you're going to get visibility. You're going to start ranking for keywords. And then, you know, then you can kind of gauge, you know, how more aggressively you want to be with your marketing, uh, you know, how you want to think about your inventory, uh, you know, in terms of if you need to order more and you'll be, uh, be off and running. So, you know, there's a little bit more to it than that, but those are, you know, those are some of the big things we do. Oh, so definitely worth not putting all the products live at once and really getting behind the launches of individual products that you think will do well if you want to succeed. Absolutely. Okay. Well, everybody, um, it's time for the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Not that you haven't given us a ton of those already, Jamie. Mm -hmm. um, okay. The first top tip then, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? All right. I'm going to go with uh, .com Secrets by Russell Brunson, who is phen phenomenal at direct sales and different techniques in terms of thinking who your ideal customer is and building your products around that. So just a really kind of grassroots, very much to the point, step-by-step uh, -step book that uh, we've referred to, and partly for our AMZ insiders and how we go about building that out. But, uh, you know, from A to Z, especially in social media, marketing, uh, all sorts of techniques. And even beyond the book, just I like to follow him to see how he goes about his marketing and sales. So I think it's, uh, it's a great roadmap to follow. Excellent. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. One I'll, I'll give, and this is ties to Amazon, of course, because that's where our focus is on. So one thing on Amazon you'll see is there is something called the bestseller badge. So, you know, yourself as a customer, and most people use Amazon, you'll be scrolling through, you'll type in a search term, you'll scroll down 
you'll see like the top 10, you'll see 10 products and you'll see a couple of them have a badge that says the best seller badge. And Mm -hmm. as a consumer, and I know myself, you know, I'll always gravitate towards those uh, or I'll certainly give them a good look. And so one tip there, and this isn't like that widely known, is that on Amazon, Amazon lets you, when you list your product, you can pick a, a category to put your, your product in or a, a category and a subcategory. And so one of our top tips, and we, we have like a PDF we give away about how to give away, how to, how to get this, is you can increase your odds of getting the bestseller badge by doing some research on these subcategories. Because if it's somewhat related to your product, you can pick different subcategories. If the, the way you get the bestseller badges is if you're the number one ranked person in that subcategory. And so what we do is we find a subcategory that is not that competitive, that there's not, people aren't really, really highly ranked in that product because Amazon shows you the exact rank of every product. So we'll list our product in that subcategory that's not as competitive. And then we'll quick, more quickly get to the number one spot once we do these, these some of these other things I mentioned earlier. And once you get there, like, boom, you got the bestseller badge and that really, really helps spike your spike your sales. Excellent. And you, you mentioned there's a PDF. Is is there a link you can share where people can go and grab that if they want it? Uh, yeah, we do have it listed there on, um, if uh, people hit me up like later on on amzinsiders.net is the blog or if people find me on on Facebook, you know, I'm happy to share it. Okay. We've got it. We've got it tied in somewhere there. Yeah. Marvelous. Okay, then the tool top tip: maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you your team more efficient day to day? Sure. Yeah, I'll share. I'll share one, and I'll, I'll share a second one I use as well too. Oh, but cool. the the first one is, uh, and this is the same thing. I listen. Yeah, I always love hearing tips from other people. And I, I think about six months ago or so, I heard this one. It was called. It's called Kiwi. For Gmail, for those that use Gmail, mm-hmm. it's a, a desktop app. And so what it is, it essentially, like if you think about like Outlook, it was like a software client that sat on your desk. But so Kiwi is a uh, one, all my different Gmail accounts because I have, we use Gmail. I have my personal Gmail. We have our AMZ Insider Gmail, our e-commerce. And it's a, uh, a desktop version of it that I find really, really effective to be able to, and it's a kind of a cooler interface than than the than the web interface as well too. So that's that's one I found really really helped just in terms of organizing our business around. Uh, nice. It's K I W I for Gmail. Cool. Um, so, so that's one. And then another tool which is more widely known, but I'll just share that we use a ton is we use uh, Slack uh, as well too, just for communication around uh, all of our workflow and connecting with people amongst our teams of sharing files and and comments and hitting each other up uh, as a another we use both from a desktop tool and for a, a, a iPhone app that we use to communicate with each other as well. Marvelous. Okay, then the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Yeah, my first tip for them would be to to do their research. Uh, you know, nowadays there's so much there's so much free information that's available via things like YouTube. I'd probably go to YouTube, watch videos, uh, join Facebook groups that are related to your space to, to really get a sense of, you know, there's so many different opportunities in, in e-commerce or even in the digital space that you can go after. So at first, you know, I would try to get familiar with things and get a sense of, you know, what do you think you're most passionate about is the best fit? Is it, you know, would Amazon excite you? Would that be something you'd really get passionate about? 
or do you want to do something more on Shopify or again, something totally different? Like you want to help people, uh, you know, with Facebook ads and so forth, but just try to put your time into it. Cause once you jump into it, you want to go all in and focus. So, you know, that, that'd be my first one. Just, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to buy something right away, but just leverage all of the free resources and, you know, reach out to people. People are willing to help you, especially in like Facebook groups and ask questions. Okay, Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Jamie, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Sure. The the simplest way is where we have our, our blog, which is amzinsiders.net. You can also find us on, we have a, a free Facebook group, which is called, uh, which is pretty fairly large now. It's called uh, a, uh, Amazon Insiders-FBA Sellers. So either of those and anyone's free to hit me up on uh, on Facebook, Jamie Davidson, uh, you should be able to find me and uh, happy to, to help or take on any questions. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Jamie. I'll add links to all of that and everything else we've been talking about in t- today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Jamie, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and for giving us a real insight into what it takes these days to sell well on the marketplaces. It's been really useful and um, I wish you all the luck in the world for 2018. Hey, thank you, Chloe. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be on your podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to follow follow along with your podcast throughout 2018 as well. Oh, thank you. Well, there you go. A little insight into the world of Amazon and marketplaces and all the things you might want to be considering if you're going to go down that route, because it really is not a case of turning on and hoping for the best. There's a lot of strategy to it, which also means there's a lot of opportunity too if you do it right, because there's so many people out there just switching it on and hoping for the best. The next episode in the 2018 Growth Series will be out on Thursday. It's the second author interview of the Growth Series. This time we're getting into affiliate marketing. My guest will be Robert Glazer, founder of Acceleration Partners and author of Performance Partnerships, The Checkered Past, Changing Present and Exciting Future of Affiliate Marketing. Whilst you're waiting for the next podcast, why not watch some of the great videos in the e-commerce Masterplan Virtual Summit? It's completely free and we added another four sessions back in December. So go on, have a watch ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. Have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.